Hey guys, it's Pastor Andrew here and um, welcome to another podcast. Sorry it's been so long. Uh, I've been procrastinating this next one because um, I just felt like this one would be really difficult and I really wanted to get it right. So hopefully I've got it right today. And this podcast is all about giving. And for anyone in spiritual leadership, let it be your um, on the way to be a pastor, let it be you're a lay preacher or a lay pastor or you're a leader of a small group or anyone who wants to learn what it's like to be a Christian leader, um, I think it's really important to get giving right. Uh, and this first episode is going to be about the theological understanding of it and you know how that plays out in reality and where I stand on it. As well as in the next episode, um, it'll be more of the practice side, some principles and how to, right? And the reason why I want to do over two, two episodes, because I think this is such a big topic and it's such a important topic at the same time. And giving must be a fundamental discipline for the spiritual leader because it shows the condition of our hearts, right? And I'm going to look at it theologically first. So in this episode, we're going to kind of like delve into a little bit of theology, but I think this is important so we have a, a base of scripture to understand what we're giving for and why we're giving and how to give, okay? And so you guys will probably know if you've, um, you know, heard some debates around giving uh, between these two views. One is the tithing view. So we are to tithe 10% and one is the offering view where there is no tithe in the New Testament and therefore we don't need to tithe, but we need to offer and give, okay? And so I want to kind of debate these two points, uh, where I land and what I think the best way forward is going from that. Firstly, I want to talk about offering. And those who purport for offering only under the New Testament, they they say that P- Apostle Paul and the, new, the, the letters in the New Testament never mentioned the word tithe. And that is true. In fact, tithe is only mentioned once in, I believe, Matthew 20, 23, when it says, Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites. You give a tenth of your spices, mint, dill, and cumin, which is a tithe, but you have neglected the more important matters of the law, justice, mercy, and faithfulness. You should have practiced latter without neglecting the former. So here Jesus is rebuking the Pharisees for 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 tithing, yes, but neglecting the more important matters of justice, mercy, and faithfulness. How he, however, he says, um, you should have practiced the latter without neglecting the former. So he didn't say you shouldn't tithe. He says you don't neglect the former. And the people who who look at um, giving as an offering, they will say that um, that verse is not applicable because that was before the new covenant came, the greater covenant, right? So it's still part of the Mosaic law. So he's not um, endorsing tithing. He is just stating matter-of-factly that they should have uh, focused not only on their tithe, but on the greater things, which is mercy, justice, um, and faithfulness. And so they'll say that. But they'll also look at other illustrations in the New Testament that talk about giving, and talk about money, and expressly not so much in regards to tithing, but in regards to offerings. So let's have a look. So first, they'll point to texts like 1 Timothy 5.18, which says, which says, You shall not muzzle an ox when it treads on the grain, and the laborer deserves his wages. The elder should be worth of double honor, worthy of double honor, and this is in the context of widows, um, you know, and giving to widows. So what... 
Apostle Paul is saying is that we should support our elders and pastors at the at the church, right? A laborer deserves his wages, and so we know that in other uh, books of the Bible, Apostle Paul actually um, dismisses being paid because he's a tent maker; he can make his own money to prove a point that you know he's not trying to rob them. I think it's the one one Corinthians um, letter, but here he explicitly says it that. Pastors are worthy of double honor in the context of support, and also the labor deserves his wages. So we are to give to local church to support our pastors so they could work, right? So before I was a pastor, I was a banker, and I would do uh, my natural tithe, and I'll do offering as well, special offerings as well, right, to support my pastors. Secondly, we see they'll point to texts like um, Acts 2, 43 to 45, which said, All who believe were together. And had all these things in common. They were selling their possessions and belonging and distributing proceeds to all as any had need, right? So they see as a principle here an offering to all that need. So let it stop, let it be a widow who needed some money. Let it be, you know, a, a child who requires money for education. They were giving. And secondly, and, and lastly, they will also point to texts like they, you know, it's important to, to give to the poor. For instance, 1 John 3, 17 says this, If anyone has material possessions and sees a brother or sister in need, but has no pity on them, how can the love of God be in that person? Matthew 19, 21 uh, says this, Jesus answered, If you want to be perfect, go sell your possessions and give to Paul, and you will have treasures in heaven, then come follow me. Right? So they will, they will look at these verses and say that there's no explicit um, word tithe, which is true. And the Matthew 23 23 text, which describes the tithe, but indirectly, they'll say that's um, Mosaic law and before the ushering of a new covenant, right? And in my show notes, you will find a link to describe this view um, from a from an NT lecturer. And I think that's a, a fair analysis of it. They will also say that a tithe is not required anymore because of the new covenant. So not only that Matthew 23, 23 text, but everything basically in the old covenant has been superseded and therefore fulfilled and Jesus fulfilled the law and therefore the new covenant and only commands in new covenant are necessary. And they don't see um, tithe in the New Testament, right? So that's their view. And so <clears throat> they will talk about um, uh, different types of offerings, which I'll get to later. Uh, but that's the idea of what offering is. So let me repeat this, though. They don't say that we shouldn't give. They're still saying we should give. But that should be done via offerings only, okay? And there is no need for the tithe. And then there's the other view, which is the tithe. Uh, so what about the tithe? So the word tithe comes from the Old English root, which means one-tenth. It is common uh, English translation for the Hebrew word um, of tithe. And a tithe was an offering of one's, uh, typically one's agricultural income and profits to the Lord in expression of thanks um, or dedication or e even a need. So you'll see that there are three types of tithe in the Old Testament. So under the Mosaic law, these three tithes were necessary. Number one was the regular tithe to give to the support to the priests that work in the temple. And number two, the festival tithe. Uh, you know, during celebrations um, or, or feasts, for instance. And then the charity tithe, which is required um, every third year to a Levite, a sojourner, like someone who is, you know, a foreigner or someone's passing through, uh, the fatherless and the widow, right? And having said this, if you count for all those tithes, actually 
the tithe amount is much greater than 10%. So the regular tithe is actually 10%. Um, but if you add in the festival tithe, the charity tithe as well, uh, some people believe it's anywhere from 20 to 24% of your income, which is cr- which is really interesting because obviously there's heaps of festivals and uh, that once every third year um, tithe required for, the, for those in need. Um, yeah, it all apparently adds up to roughly about 20 to 23.5%. So that's really interesting, actually. And so one other supporting cast from the offering sites actually says that... Um, yeah, if you really follow the, the law of the tithe, you should be tithing up to 20-something percent. And so that's what they say, right? Um, however, what um, people who believe in the side of the tithe believe is that before the Mosaic law even came to pass, there was a concept of the tithe. And this is very interesting. So they'll say that Abraham tithed to Melchizedek and Jacob also paid his tithe as well. And this was before uh, Moses came and instilled the Mosaic law. So they'll say that the tithe is a universal law. And so what does that mean is that before the Mosaic covenant, the tithe was there. During the Mosaic covenant, the tithe is there. And then in Matthew 20, 23, they will also say that... uh, Jesus is indirectly supporting the tithe too, right? And we've talked about that before. And I think that I support um, the view of the tithe. And I think I'll go through a bit about my story later. But um, I I became more convinced when uh, Pastor Dale Stevens from Crossway was talking about this tithe and I was listening to his sermon. And he mentioned Matthew 20, 23, uh, that uh, talks about the tithe and how that is one tenth, and how that uh, Jesus says that we should not neglect th- that, and you know therefore it's extrapolated into a new covenant, right? Um, and so that's I think where I stand, and I think it's a really good practice of tithe. And there is a huge debate between if it's uh, net or gross, right? A lot of a lot of people say it's gross, uh, sorry, gross income, which I would agree. Um, but let's let's go into that another later. And I just want to talk from personal experience here, right? Um, so when I became a Christian, um, I was discipled in a Pentecostal church, and basically they hundred percent believed in the tithe, and they actually believed in the first fruits uh, principle as well, right? So I was taught to believe that the tithe you give ten percent of your income, and you would hear about like the first fruits of your of your of your labor and how we meant to give that. And, and you hear about that in the old Testament too. And, and so what I did, um, because, you know, I listened to these theological viewpoints was I, I actually, every time I got a new job, I would give all that first paycheck to God. Right. So if I got a new role or if I got something new, that first paycheck would go to God. And that was how I led through the principle the first time, um, including, I guess the the normal 10, 10% you would do under the regular tithe, right? And so that's when I was more of a Pentecostal theologian, okay? Well, not really theologian, but had the Pentecostal theology. Then I went to Bible college like sometime later and I listened to my New Testament um, lecturer. And, you know, he, he was really convincing and he was very smart. And so he was talking about, you know, is there tithe in the New Testament? And basically came to conclusion, uh, which I talked about before, and there's some other viewpoints as well to add to why uh, he doesn't believe there's a tithe, uh, but an offering. 
And at that time, um, I had quit my job at ANZ and I had started a business. I was at full-time Bible college, right? And so in my business, I really wasn't earning money. And so during that time, I stopped tithing because I just didn't have much income. Basically, everything was being poured back into the business. You know you know how it is uh, if you start a business. So basically, um, I stopped tithing and I felt kind of, kind of reluctant about uh, – uh, relieved because I didn't have to tithe or, or give anymore because I didn't have much income, right? Anyway, long story cut short, there was a time in my business when I started making income and I remember, oh, should I start tithing or not? And I remember, you know, what he taught and he, his theology, like his viewpoint was, was you know, um, quite persuasive. And at the time I, I stopped tithing um, and I didn't tithe anymore because I was like, oh, yeah, I don't have much money. I'm just going to keep this and, and, and save up for my wedding and and because um, uh, I was, I was looking, hoping to get married with my now wife. And so I stopped tithing, um, even when I was earning income, okay? And to be honest, it was more because I think um, my own heart got, like, worried that I couldn't afford a wedding. You know, I had blown a lot of my savings on this business and it didn't do very well. And it, yep, like, the desperation for money kind of crept in and I stopped. And I think that was a primary reason. And my theology at the time basically... um, help me justify why I should keep my money if that makes my money you see how selfish that is right when it, we know it's God's money and so later on uh, when uh, my wife and I did get married uh, she you know she said look you, you should start tithing you should think about it and I'm like you know I there's no such thing as tithing in you know the New Testament blah 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 I don't need to tithe right and so obviously greed had taken over my heart and um, I was listening and eventually, though, my wife did convince me because she's awesome um, that I should tithe, and I started to tithe, right? And then we were at Crossway, um, and we just heard Dale Stevens preach about the tithe, and it just really changed my view too. And I did some research, obviously, on it, and I believe there is a strong viewpoint on tithing in the New Testament. So my viewpoint is that tithing is important, um, regardless if you uh, believe in the tithe or not. And let me explain what that means. So. If you're an offering type of person or if you're a tithe type of person, um, I'm going to repeat that it doesn't really matter because we're still commanded to give. Let me repeat that. It doesn't matter which theology side you're on, offering or tithe. What matters is that under the New Testament, we're still commanded to give. And in the next episode, I'm going to go through, um, I guess, the principles of that. But where I stand now is that we are to give, right? And what let let it be through tithing 10%, let it be through regular um, offerings, for instance, routine offerings, like you would like if you, you know, got income and you routinely offer, let's say 5%, whatever, um, once-off offerings for certain needs, sacrificial offerings like you see with the, the widow, which I'll go into l- later. Like we, we give... Because it's commanded and we give because we don't want money to get a hold on us and we give to worship God and we give because it ultimately is all God's, right? And I think if you're a leader and you're struggling with with, with money and you're struggling to like hoard and you're, you're wanting to hoard your money, I think you have to reflect and see if that's something that is 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 one biblical and two are you do you have that scarcity mindset that if you lose this you'll never get it back right like you 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 can't trust God because 
Um, you only trust yourself to be in control of your money and not God's provision, right? And you have to be really brutally honest, right? Are you holding back your offering or holding back your tithe because you're scared that you can't afford much? Um, and I think people can use theological roundabouts to justify why they don't give, right? But if you are a leader and you're growing in your faith and you want to honor God, uh, a discipline has to be tithing or offering and giving, right? Let it be regular tithing. Let it be once-off like offerings. Let it be regular offerings. There are ways and and, and things that we can do. And in my next episode, I'm going to go through uh, some testimonies as well as uh, ways to do that. And I'm going to leave you with uh, something from John Piper, right? And he was asked a question: Is is tithing in the New Testament? And the link is in the is in the uh, episode blurb. So if you want to read that article further, please do. And this is a quote from that particular article. He says, "Brothers and sisters, why would we want to do less?" I mean, the person who's saying, "Do I have to tithe?" They are getting off on the wrong foot immediately. And this is so true, right? Everything, he says, everything is greater in the new covenant. We have better promises, a better covenant. Why wouldn't there be a better sacrifice and better giving, you know? And when I read that quote, I was like, oh gosh, this even tears me apart right now, you know? Like how little we trust God when it comes to finances. Finances is such a cultural idol and we kind of want to give our little scraps to him, you know, our blemished lambs to him. We want to give our pocket change to him, but God demands so much more. And I'm um, in my next episode. Let it be your tithing uh, viewpoint theologically, or 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 or, or offering viewpoint theologically. I want to go into that and talk about why the principles of why we tithe and how we are going to tithe, and just some hopefully encouraging testimonies for you guys. So thank you. Um, please continue to rate and subscribe these episodes. I love hearing from you. So feel free to email me or leave a review. I will read out the reviews if I, if I eventually get one. I know I'm still young in this podcast world, but really appreciate those who are listening. Uh, stay tuned guys for next episode. Love you guys. Take care. We'll speak soon.